Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Brian Jump. It is a beautiful Wednesday, and it's been a little chilly in California. I'm not going to wind you because when I say chilly, that's spring weather in a lot of other places, so pardon my pussiness. Anyway, if you come here, we talk often about PDR, business, marketing, how to grow your business, how to exit your business, how to price, all things in between. Uh, we'll even touch on some technical segments. We'll talk life. Um, and things that pretty much around my life I might let kind of skew into the business like uh, baseball. Uh, we're a big baseball family. And then uh, just family stuff in general. Uh, so there you go. So how you been, man? Everybody good? Anything new? Are you guys uh, having a good start to your week? Heck, this month is, uh, we're cruising through January at a pretty hot pace. We're almost almost done. Um, the wife and I went out for dinner over the weekend, and and we went to a couple of different towns and just kind of drove around, looked at the parking lots for the for the restaurants. We didn't have any reses. Um, so, you know, you hear all this this chit-chat about, about the economy and da-da-da, but I'll tell you right now, all restaurants that we saw were full. Full. I mean, 30-minute wait minimum. And these are like, you name it. I mean, almost all of them. So it's, I can't speak to Massachusetts or Illinois or uh, Podunk, Florida. But I can definitely speak to Southern California. I don't know, man. I'm sure there are some people that are uh, that are tied on the coin. But not where I'm around. I'll tell you right now. And I have heard people, hey, you know, things are tight or, or business is slower or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some adjustments. But I don't think, I don't know. I'm not smelling it. I don't smell it in the kitchen. I'm just just sharing it with you guys. So anyway, um, we got a cool one today. We got something interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm I'm interested in tech, but it's not like my passion, like marketing is. But I keep an eye on it because I think tech. Well, not no, I think I know. I've seen it that tech affects marketing, and tech and tech will affect our, our industry and, and it, I don't care if it's if you're a coder or if you're a paintless dent repair tech, tech does affect what we do. Look what it's done in the past 30 years. Um, it's helped us create better tools. Tech has, uh, back when I first started, we didn't have cell phones guys, we had pagers. So it was literally almost impossible to do retail. So we would just pretty much do wholesale and threw away the retail leads as they tried to come at us and it just didn't, it wasn't efficient without a cell phone. You're not gonna, I mean, you could have a landline, but then, you know, you're at an office and you go out, you come back, you, you know, you're answering calls, you got pages. It was a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, te- uh, tech and, and, and all that, the advancements has definitely helped, helped our business in so many ways. Look at the software, estimating software. We haven't had that for more than maybe seven years, six, seven years, I think. I don't know when it was, when Mobile Tech RX or the other ones, but but I mean we had you know industry auto body software for decades, but not for PDR. So yeah, there's just so much going on. We got uh, we got shows, we got the expos. We've had those for now about 20 years, I think. So a lot has changed, and this this episode is going to be dedicated to AI. And don't don't dismiss it like oh my god this is going to be about Brian talking about robots and no not at all it's going to be talking about how I think 
if since I've seen three decades in this business, Grandfather Brian's going to tell you what he thinks is going to happen in the next decade. Let's see. Say. If you have so, um, turn off that commercial. So anyway, so how how will AI specifically affect your business, your PDR business? What's going to happen? In other words, let's go to the root level. Can a robot do what we do or a machine? The answer is, and you're probably thinking, no, no way, man. How's that going to tap down the high spots and this and that? Well, there a lot of dents, no. But overall, yes. Yes, it can. It can. If you can dream it, it usually can happen. Okay? And for those of you that don't know, a lot of you probably do, but there already is a machine that exists. It was, it, if you look at the patent websites uh, where there was a patent filed, I believe it's by Hughes or Boeing, one of the two, or both of them. But there is a machine that will take dents out of aluminum aircraft. Yes. And it is a multi-million dollar machine. It has capacitors and circuitry that's so large, at least back in the day when it was developed about 20 years ago, that would fill the entire back bed of a pickup truck. Um, it had a long cord or cable, and at the head of the cable, picture like a Formula One steering wheel. And then if you've ever seen those, those little uh, novelty little nail bed things where you, you've got a pin cushion with a bunch of nails sticking up and you put your hand in it and the nails kind of form to the shape of your hand. Well, guess what? That's the head of this little puller on that Formula One steering wheel. And it senses lows and highs and using a lot of power, not not really magnets, it's because it's, it's only really for aluminum right now, unless they've done something different, but that thing would take out dents on, on the edges of wings on, on fuselages, all kinds of stuff from hail damage and, and you know, and bumping a, a fuel, I don't know, cart or whatever. I don't know. But so anyway, do they use it? I know they use or they were using it at one or two airports, but because of the cost, it wasn't effective. And that's for aircraft. Aircraft, last time I checked, I'm talking about commercial, are a little more expensive than cars. So at this time, yes, they could develop it. Is it cost effective? No. Now, does that mean there's not people out there thinking about it and trying and working on it right now? Absolutely. Uh, you don't probably hear of them. I haven't heard of them, but I have. If you go online, you'll see some articles. And what will AI do for this technology? Have you, you probably haven't think, think about that. You're thinking about, hey, what, what am I going to put on my hot dog right now? Am I going to have ketchup or mustard or mayo? Relish. Ugh. But yeah, AI is going to turbocharge it, guys. It's going to help the thinking process. There's going to be so many cool things and, and potentially bad things. It's going to magnify everything. So the good's going to get gooder and the bad's going to get better. So, so right now, the good news for us as paintless technicians, it's not cost effective for somebody with the current technology to try to replace us. Now, if somebody had a dent removal machine and opened a dent shop and was eating into body shops and the other PDR shops, how much money would that person make? And they probably make quite a bit. But would they make 10 times, 50 times a PDR shop with drive-through dent removal? Eh, think about how cheap it would get, especially if multiple people got, got the tool. I would argue they're probably going to make mess, less than an average PDR shop and for sure a body shop. So it, it would be good for the consumer, but it wouldn't be good for the industry, would it? So it's kind of like, what would be bad for the industry? Could we get rid of it before it comes out? Well, those kind of things have already happened. There are batteries that basically don't, don't lose charge. There are tires that don't really wear out or last like 
a half a million miles. The people who invented those ideas and those things were bought out. There are inventions that simply did not make it to market because it would have crushed the industry. Auto parts that don't wear out. You know, water pumps, alternators. These things will last millions of miles. Where's, where's the fun in that? Where's the profit? Those people are bought out or they're killed off or whatever. You know, they're sitting at the bottom of the Potomac with a concrete block around their ankles. These things are not good for industries. They're great for consumers. But sometimes if it's such a change, and you'll, you'll hear conspiracy theorists, and it may not be so much a conspiracy. I've heard people say, hey, you know what? There already is a cure for a lot of the cancers out there. Same thing. Pharma doesn't want it. Now, I don't, and that makes sense to me, but I don't know. I'm not at that pay grade. But if it makes sense, you got to at least consider it as a possibility, right? It's just a logical statement. If then, you know, if then what? So anyway, I don't, I'm not trying to get too geeky on you here, but let's, let's go back to the AI regarding PDR. So what in, before we even get it, let's back it up. What industries are going to be ripe for change? With AI, so if you got a brother, a cousin, sister, wife, or all those are your wife, and they're into tech, okay, they're a coder, programmer, yeah, their jobs could be in trouble in the next five, ten years, okay. Medical people that are laying hands on people, not so much, but then they still be affected. But the supporting staff, oh yeah, for sure. Finance, same thing. Imagine accounting, yep. Tax people, oh, absolutely. I have a program that does all my taxes. It scans them, spits out my taxes done in five seconds. You know, done deal. H&R Block, fuck off. 50 bucks, this guy does it for a dollar. Okay. Where it's people to people jobs, they won't be greatly affected because it's hard for AI or a robot to replace. Okay. Like mating. I mean, yeah, dating can be different or having yourself a... a an AI girlfriend, but for if you literally want to have sex, more than likely, you're going to hopefully do it with a human. And I know there are people out there that are like, nah, I'm going to go the other way. Hey, whatever. To each his own. But there's one thing you can guarantee. In the, in the near future, there's going to be a wealth shift. And it's going to be driven by technology and the way that, that we can interact with all this technology. And that's why I bring this in towards PDR, because I'm trying to give you guys a sniff of stuff that Hey, like it or not, you know, I don't want to deal with all this stuff, Brian. I, I just, I don't like change. I like, I like things status quo. Well, that's fine. And that's good. And that's, and that's comfy. You sit on your couch, you got your little comfy pillow and your blankie. But I got bad news for you, Billy. Your competitors aren't going to feel like they, that they need to sit on their, their comforter with their blankie and their little, you know, nice fluffy pillow. They're coming for you and they're going to use AI. They're going to use technology to beat you. So you might as well be prepared, you know? Adapt or get paved over, as they say. Okay? And one quick thing. Be sure and check out if you if you didn't already. Hopefully, you guys heard last Monday's podcast. We talked about smart pricing and smart estimating uh, with uh, the students. And it basically it goes in, and I heard this quote the other day, and it's really smart. It says, smart small businesses tend to price like a small business, where big, big businesses price typically higher. You know, if you've got, if you are doing a dent where you're charging, let's say 200 bucks, but there's a way you could get 600 for it, but you needed to know the system and the process. Would you? Big business has no problem with it. Small business has all these stupid emotions like guilt and, and uncertainty and doubt. A big business does not. And they use their status and their trust and their longevity 
to get those prices. And that's the problem with small business. But anyway, so we go over smart pricing, smart estimating, stuff that the, the Mobile Tech RX will not cover. And it's a good listen. It's a good listen. My students, they threw some inputs in there. They weren't like super chatty. These guys were a little little quiet. Some people will just start to sound off when I fire up the mic. Other people will get get kind of quiet. They, even though I tell them it's recorded, they're like, oh, man, they feel like we're broadcasting live to NASA or something. So anyway, so check this out. So this is kind of fun. I asked if you, there's a bunch of different ones out there as far as AI apps and stuff that are out there right now. Like there's even an Elon Musk app. But the best one I can tell you guys right now, that if you want to get get some thrills and get some really interesting data, check out, um, it's a tool developed by Microsoft. It's called OpenAI. And the actual tool, that's kind of the website. And then the, the tool link you want to click on is called ChatGPT. And you've probably heard of it. It's around the news. I think when it's first month, they got like 5 million users. It's over 10 million right now. It's only been out for a couple months. Uh, $10 billion invested for some of the best minds in the world. Um, it's throttled. It's buggy. It's got some stuff. It'll crash every now and then on you. But I highly recommend that you go uh, apply to get in. It's free. And and it'll write articles. It'll do I mean, my kids are using it for college. It, this thing is, is badass. So anyway, so it's all about the queries, by the way. If you can think of questions that are super specific, that can be beneficial, the more, the more specific, the more good nuggets of gold you'll come up with. And I've asked this thing probably 10 different, maybe 20. I just literally downloaded this last Friday. Or not downloaded, I applied for it. Because you don't download. It's not software. It's, it's locally based. If it was software, shit, that'd be... That'd be scary. Um, so yeah, they, they don't give the software out. It's locally. I don't even know what computer could. Eh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So I started last Friday and I probably asked it maybe 10 PDR business type of questions. Um, queries, if you will. And one of them, I mean, most of the stuff I'd heard of, I've been around for 30 years and it's just pulling data off the internet. And, it, and like I said, it's buggy and, it, and it, it's a, a little short-sighted. It didn't have all the... Um, all the answers that I, a lot of times that I knew, like for example, it never mentioned hail, not once on all my questions. I'm like, why doesn't this thing know about hail? But it probably thinks that body shops do hail. It doesn't understand the PDR guys do hail, which was, which was shocking, but you know, 10 billion, it's not going to know everything about everything. Right? So I asked, this is the question and I'm going to go over the answers it gave us. I said, give me 17 markets to serve with my PDR business for best profits. And most of these we know. Some you might hear when I go through the list. Because I recently just did this for a podcast episode. But um, let's go over what AI said. Okay. And I think you might see one or two in here that are different. That maybe you haven't heard of. Or, or maybe you have. So here's what ChatGTP said. And then the second question I think is a little more impactful. Because it's a little more specific. So number one is car dealerships. No duh. Number two was high-end car rental agencies. He didn't say car rental agencies. He said high end. And I say he. Chad GPT doesn't have a sex, but you know, it's got to be a guy, right? <laughs> no. Um, so high end. Why? Because luxury wealth segments tend to have more money to spend, don't they? And if you guys are longtime listeners, I talked about Tina De La Cruz, one of my former students, trying to serve the ghetto, and then he realized he needed to go serve the wealthy. Well, this this freaking. This AI thing already knows that. Go where the money is. Don't try to go where the money isn't. 
And we talk about this, choosing your right customers and cutting off the bad ones. We had a guy with a Pontiac vibe come in on last Saturday. I told Jeff, I just shook my head no. And that means get rid of him. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be heartless, but we are in business to make money. We have families to feed. Vibe Pontiac is not our guy with the peeling clear coat. Some of you guys want to serve him? Go right ahead. We're trying to do six-figure months. We're not trying to do four-figure months. There's a big difference in how you tra attract customers and avatars. It, I'm telling you guys, we can, you can make millions a year in PDR. You just need to know how to do it right. That's why I call this the Million Dollar PDR Podcast. It's not a joke. It's for real. All right. So, and eventually somebody can be making billions like Dent Wizard. Dent Wizard has made billions of dollars in PDR. Okay. So that was number two, high-end car rental agencies. Number three, luxury car owners. He didn't say, you know, economy car owners. He said luxury car owners. Go after luxury once again. Fleet management companies, lug in parentheses, luxury car brands. Hmm, interesting. I thought about fleet, but I never thought about targeting fleet management companies that ha that offer luxury. Okay, I see where you're going with this chat. Auto leasing companies. Okay, so private, not dealers. There are auto lease companies that just lease direct to the customer. Luxury car brands in, in brackets again. Because I did ask for the highest profit. I didn't just say, give me segments. When I ask for segments, it doesn't mention luxury. I mean, profits. Okay, next one, body shops. Specializing, guess what? In luxury cars. Yes. So that means stay away from Mako. That means go after the guys in your ritzy area of town and help those guys out. Okay, insurance companies, guess what? Covering luxury cars. Do you think they exist? They do. A lot of people don't know that there are high high net wealth or net worth um, insurance companies that serve the wealthy. Yep. Car detailing companies. Guess what? It's in brackets. Specializing in luxury. Automotive trade schools. This one I don't understand. I don't understand why they would go after trade schools. I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, then it said auto collision repair shops, but it already said buy shops. It's the same thing. Um, auto repair and maintenance shops. Specializing in luxury. We know about that. It said auto uh, parts stores specializing in luxury car parts. I think for referrals, yes. But I think I think ultimately that's not a very good one. Automotive service franchises. That is pretty much the same thing as an automotive repair shop. Automotive glass repair companies. I don't think that's a good one. I, I think I, I know because I've dealt with these people before. It doesn't really work. Airport rental car agencies. And I have talked about this before, but I, I last time I made a list, I didn't put that in. That's a good one. That's a good one. Airport rental. Okay, of course, the luxury one too. And then it says professional car rental agencies. Okay, so those are good. Not bad. That's, that's what, 15, 17 or something? And then it gets even better, guys. Hang on. And then I asked, how can I grow my PDR business to $10 million in five years? Yeah, I asked AI that. Okay, it's, this was its response. Generating $10 million in five years with PDR service would likely require a combination of strategies, including, number one, building a strong brand and reputation, offer high-quality PDR services and excellent customer service to get positive reputation and attract repeat business. Okay, that could be, that's a pretty generic answer, right? Okay, number two, expanding your service offerings. So right away, it it did math and it figured that it'd be tough to get to $10 million in five years just doing PDR. So it's saying basically to do recon. 
So what I've been telling you guys for years, I said expand your service menu. Consider offering additional services such as paint touch-up, windshield repair, and detailing to increase revenue. Number three, building a network of referral partners. Now this is something we, don't, we talk about referrals from customers, but this is talking getting referrals from other businesses. Build relationships with car dealerships, that would probably be service, body shops, and insurance companies to generate referral business. Pretty much anything in the automotive sector, you can get referrals, okay? And we do, we get a lot, we have a couple businesses. We have like two or three businesses, they give us a ton of referrals. Investing in marketing. Use a variety of marketing techniques. Well, let's go, hold on, let's go back. Number three, building a network of referral partners. If you really take this serious, think about what would be a benefit to those people to refer to you. Aside from paying cash, how could you be a benefit? I'll tell you one thing we did for just car washes to do this, and this is 20 years ago. I told them for any car that gets damaged on the car wash, limiting the damage to a thousand bucks, we would take care of it. But we got free signage and in um, both in the drive where people sat for their car washes and also near the detail center and in the counter where they paid for their detailing and their car washes. And a lot of a lot of these car washes took us up on it. So we were like their their secondary insurance. Nobody wants to use insurance. And yes, you can use that idea, and yes, it works well. Only here on the podcast, free of charge. I'm crazy. Number four. Invest in marketing. Oh, no shit, really? Wish I'd said that before. Use a variety of marketing techniques to reach new customers and increase brand awareness, such as social media advertising, social engine optimization, and email marketing. So basically, leverage the internet. Okay? And it's saying invest, like I've said. Spend money, guys. You should be 20 to 30% of your of your gross <clears throat> I think that's what I, I recommend. You know, especially if you don't have a lot of a lot of heavy debt right now, or, or your family's not weighing down on you. I totally recommend putting a lot of your income towards marketing because it's going to pay off more down the road. Time is a lever. Number five, scaling your business. Consider opening additional locations or franchising your business to increase revenue. Remember, we're trying to get to to ten million in five years. That's why I said franchising or locations. It said locations. It's thinking you need physical physical locations. It didn't say mobile, did it? It's telling you something within the lines. That there's probably more money having static locations, shops, versus being mobile. Mobile is an entry-level point to the PDR game, guys. Having shops is 2.0 PDR. It is. And it's pretty cool that it didn't say you shouldn't be mobile, but it already assumed it, it already went on the assumption to tell you, hey, have multiple locations. All right, number six, hiring and training. And I've said this before as well. Invest in hiring and train the best technicians to ensure high quality work and reduce the risk of errors. Get, in other words, get good people around you. Two things I've always said, scale and offer more, more services and hire people. It's if you're a one man band, you are not going to get reach your potential and get to the big big leagues unless you do this kind of stuff. And I just like I said, I thought it was pretty bitching that it did it, that it said all that. So I mean, could it have said more stuff? Yeah, but I think if I would have dove deeper and asked to get more granular, if I would have said I want to scale my PDR business and I'm considering opening locations and franchising, what else can I do? 
within those locations or the franchises to even make to make more money or to make you know a million a year or whatever right or how can I get people they talked about referral partners what's a great give me 10 ideas to motivate referral partners to refer me business and it would give you those 10 ideas or ask for 30 and sometimes it, it starts giving kind of watered down and answers if there's just not a lot of you know ideas I mean sometimes you're just gonna exhaust the data right it just it only has so much so much power it's gonna be able to go so deep into such a narrow or you know into a narrow service like PDR which is very niche right so there it is guys there you go there's AI there's chat GPT helping you grow your business and a lot of the stuff we've already covered but there's a few new ideas in here and I recommend that you guys Continue to listen to this podcast, of course, but I recommend that you check out ChatGPT. You can help your kids out with, with schoolwork. There is just, like I said, it's just so much cool technology, and you're going to see this thing. It already is. It's being utilized by other companies with services where they're offering to help people out in so many different ways. I mean, for copywriting or book writing, all kinds of stuff. There's just so much stuff that this thing will do, and it, it's it's pretty damn amazing. So anyway. I'm going to leave you with that. We're about 25 minutes in. Uh, be sure and check out Friday's podcast coming up. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about PDR geography and how where you where you lay your tools greatly affects your income level and, and your opportunities. So there it is, guys. Have a great Wednesday. Appreciate your ears. Love you all, man. I really do appreciate you guys. And what do I ask? I don't ask for a lot. You know, it's just like a silent agreement we've got. If you listen, please post up on social. Let people know that, that that check you out to check us out. It really would help me grow. And if I can grow, I can offer you more back. You know, help me help you, as Tom Cruise loves to say. All right, man. You guys are the greatest. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>